You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Alexa. Yes. Play that trippin'. Trippy porch talk episode. Play. Okay, brother. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Let me tell you something about that porch talk right there. It's gonna run wild all over you. It's the madness in the ends. Oh, I gotta say, it was the first time that I got to listening in my ear. And I felt the beats on my eardrums, and it went, ooh, 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 yeah, it was pulsating through my body. I could feel it coming, and it was rising like a volcano. I just loved it so much. Oh, it took me to another galaxy, brother. Buy the ticket, take the ride. And what was I doing on this trip? Strange memories on this nervous night in Las Vegas. Five years later, six. It seems like a lifetime, or at least a main area. The kind of peak that never comes again. San Francisco in the middle 60s was a very special time and place to be a part of. Maybe it meant something. Maybe not. In the long run. But no explanation, no mix of words or music. Our memories can touch that sense of knowing that you were there and alive in that corner of time in the world. Whatever that meant. History is hard to know, because of all the hard BS. But even without being sure of history, it seems entirely reasonable to think that every now and then, the energy of a whole generation comes to a head in a long, fine flash, for reasons that nobody really understands at the time, and which never explains in retrospect what actually happened. My central memory of the time seems to hang on one or five, or maybe 40 nights, or very early morning. When I left the Fillmore half crazy, and instead of going home, aimed the big 650 lightning across the Bay Bridge at 100 miles an hour, wearing an L.L. Bean shorts and a butt ship herder's jacket, booming through the Treasure Island Tunnel at the light of Oakland and Berkeley and Richmond, not quite sure which turnoff to take when I got to the other end, always stalling at the toll gate, too twisted to find neutral while I was fumbling for change, but being absolutely certain that no matter which way I went, I would come to a place where people were just as high and wild as I was. No doubt about it at all. There was madness in any direction, at any hour. If not across the bay, then up the Golden Gate or down 101 to Los Altos or La Honda, you could strike sparks anywhere. There was fantastic universal sense that whatever we were doing was right and that we were winning. And that I think it was the handle that sense of inevitable victory over the forces of old and evil. Not in any mean or military sense. We didn't need that. Our energy would simply prevail. There was no point in fighting on our side on theirs. We had the momentum. We were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave. So now, less than five years later, you can go up on a steep hill in Las Vegas and look west. And with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark. 
that place where the wave finally broke and rode back. Now play the music. Turn it up. My heart feels like an alligator. I Hello. Dreaming of a white Christmas Like the ones that I used to know Where the treetops they glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write So may your days be merry and bright And may all of your Christmases be white Who would play a song like that at a time like this? And I didn't bother to tell the poor guy about the bats. He'd see them soon enough. What happened to you? I was robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart and I didn't even see it coming. Okay. What's up with you though? You know, Petey? Yeah. Parakeet? Yeah. His head fell off. What? He's pretty old. I've had it with this town. Yeah. No jobs here unless you want to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> Who wants to do that? And now, a scene from Disaster Artists. So, why you bring me here, Greg? Same partner? That joke? No, not at all. Then what, Greg? I'll see Point. Okay, um... All right, listen, when, uh, when, when I'm on, get up on stage in front of people, it's like all I can think about is, uh, what, what if they laugh at me or if I embarrass myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but you, man, you're like fearless. And I just, I, I want to feel that too. I just, I want, I want that, okay? okay? I, I want what you have. And I, I, I figured I could learn something from you. That's that's it. Oh, all right, yeah. Let's let's do scene. Oh, uh, you you wanna you wanna do a scene here? Are you not dedicated actor? I, I'm dedicated. I, I just there, you know. There's people eating. I, I just I don't care about these people. Come on, you have to do it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I'll play the man. 
the lightning rod man, and you play this other one with the Z. Uh, Sakura. Sakura. Yeah. Okay. Good day, sir. Uh, good day. Come on, you have to be louder. Tommy, it's it's just. Don't worry about these people. It's only you. It's only me. Project. Okay. Uh, okay. Good day, sir. Okay, um... Don't be weird! I'm just... Just don't... Just do it? I'm sorry. Uh, uh have I the honor of visit from the, the illustrious god, Jupiter Tanus? Okay, that's good. Keep going. It's great! Uh, uh, so stood, stood he in the Greek statue of old grasping the lightning bolt? Yeah. yeah. Uh... If you be he, what he what, do it? What he do it? Uh, his viceroy. I I have to. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, that's good. I have to thank you for the noble storm you have brewed among our mountains. Okay, that's great. Now we're on mountain, and the, the rain is pouring, wind going, and the lightning, everything. Okay, a very far run. I dare say, in one of these particular precautions of yours, close to your shoulder, the slanted rain beating through. Come on, come on! Alright, uh, mountaintop. Mountaintop, right now! It's rain, wind going. Are you mad? Uh, you, you. No, you not that, uh, yon, yon iron bar is a swift conductor. Pray, touch the bell, pull there, oh, oh, are you frantic? Are you frantic? Never touch bell wire in a thunderstorm. Oh, oh wow. Nor a bell of any sort. Wow. How this guy, wow. All right, welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Al, and I got Brother Cobb on with me again tonight. What's up? Man, so, what's been going on? Nothing, man. We had a good boxing match last night. Yeah, and so just on top of that, Saturday, December 1st, was a huge day for Tuscaloosa. <laughs> with yeah. the SEC Championship game, and then Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury boxing in it came out to a draw. But like Fury got robbed by that sweet old lady on the motorized cart. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with the, the scorecard. I liked it. <laughs> I yeah. didn't agree with yeah, it, but I, I mean, liked yeah, it. Yeah, I was saying what I mean I was pulling for Wilder. Yeah. And I, I knew if he didn't knock Fury out that he was gonna lose and then it was draw. What's wrong with that one judge? Yeah. You know how he he scored it like uh Tyson Fury, I was watching that interview earlier. The judge that scored it, one fifteen to one eleven, something like that, close enough. Yeah, it was one Wilder one. He said he said that Wilder won the first four. What? What what fight was he watching? I thought the dude just put him win, made him like because Wilder's knockdown, like his two knockdowns, especially that last one in the last round was just awesome. Yeah, that was. Dude, and like I have really appreciated what the the internet has done with the Undertaker theme. Yeah, 
How you got up from those bombs? I do not know. I thought he he was out. Because he was out with that first punch. To make sure he was out, he came with the left hook yeah. on his way down. That looked even worse than the first punch that was going to mm-hmm. put him out. Yeah. 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 And this is in the 12th round. You're talking about Late the all fight, wilder. Tired. Yeah, and it was all wilder. Yeah. Up in this place. Cause and then it, when he got up, and then, <laughs> referring back to the interview, he's like, it was kind of like the Phoenix Rising. Because he got right up and rocked Wilder to where Wilder wasn't even thinking about knocking him out anymore. It was yeah. about clinching and just making it to the end. Yeah. And we was like, quick clinches, you gotta <laughs> throw some haymakers. Yeah, but Tyson came back and immediately brought it yeah. back to him. Because, I mean, that's immediately what Wilder was doing after that. Lady, how did he bring it back to him? Because Wilder brought him back on the ropes real quick after that knockdown, and then Tyson. He fired back. Oh, Gypsy King. What about a catamount when there is? I said, I know. I just, this is impressive that he's that tough to have offense at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought he went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he... Did he die? Yeah. He got up at six. Yeah. Super impressive. I don't know how... That's a good ref job, too. He immediately started counting. Probably one of the best ref jobs I've seen. Yes. That old man done a great job. Yeah. Judges, not so much, but once again, thankful for it because I'm a Wilder fan. And if you're not, if you're unfamiliar with Deontay Wilder, what's going on in the world of boxing, we have a giant in the heavyweight. He is the WBC heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder. He's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And so... It's right down the road for us. If if you're from Alabama, you should definitely be pulling and know who this guy is. And if you're just from the United States... It's been so long since there's been heavyweight prominence in boxing, and he's our guy. Yep, right here in our backyard. I was like in Tyson Fury. Yeah. For up until the fight. Yeah, the the pre-press fight interviews, it was really beginning to get hard for me to pull for Wilder, even though you know, automatically gonna pull for the guy. But yeah, <laughs> just because of all the trash talk and and most of the time I like trash talk, but this was like. Ridiculous trash. It was like, mm, I don't understand what you're talking about, dude. Uh, I don't understand you. I'm a king. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? I don't know. But once that announcer said, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, yeah, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. Let's go, Wilder. Yeah, bomb cool. squad. Yeah. yeah, bomb squad. I'm back. T-shirts. Then I'm, I'm here. Fury going to put his hands behind his back and stuff in like the first or second Sticking round. Sticking his tongue out and... I'm like, this ain't the dude to show off to, man. Mm-mm. He was doing it after he, he got knocked He was doing it after down. he almost died. Yeah. Like, 40 seconds afterwards. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I didn't understand that. But maybe part of the mind game that he was trying to run. Just trying to make him more aggressive to kind of lull him to sleep. knocked him out when he was doing that. It would have been nice. It would have been all those YouTube videos that I like to watch. I like watching yeah. those YouTube videos where the... Five, there was one UFC cat. He wasn't in UFC, but it was U, is it MMA. Yeah, the cat had been Bellator his, or something. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Bellator. But um, the guy he literally put his hands behind his back, and he threw a punch and did like this Michael Jackson jig back. Yeah, like he was kind of dancing, and that guy followed up and dude hit him with his left hook and dropped him like a sack of taters. And I was like, you deserve it. Yes. 
Don't do like, that. Like, you can be cocky as all get out, talk it all in the press conference. But when it's time to get in the ring, use your hands. Mm-hmm. Especially when they put their hands behind their back and they lean their head forward. Yeah. Like, ooh, I wish one would get knocked out like that. You it, gonna put it out there, huh? Boop! Oh, there's your button. Let me yeah. press it. Well, we got a draw. Yeah, we do have a draw. And so, uh, Wilder, he continues to be WBC heavyweight champion. And Tyson Fury is still the lineal champion. And, and Anthony Joshua scared. And, yeah, AJ. Yeah. What's up with you? I like that they both, like, mutually don't like him. Yes. Yeah, I don't like him either. And so, for those of you who aren't really familiar with AJ, Cobb kind of unload that for what's going on. So there's five belts in the heavyweight in boxing, right? And Anthony Joshua holds four of them. Yes, I think that's right. And he has been refusing to take fights with He either. almost was going to fight Wilder before this fight. 50 million. I don't – it just – you can't never make a deal with him. Uh, 50 million, but it's got to be on the moon. Okay. It makes – you meet him. Like, I think it got to the point where Wilder's about to do the fight for free. Mm-hmm. But he backed out. And then Fury's like, hey, I'll fight you. But obviously Anthony Joshua's fighting. He's just taking those title defense fights, the pushovers, to retain the title. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I really wish that Joshua would get in the, get in the ring with Wilder Either one of or them. Fury. Yeah. And I, I think he'd get crumpled. Yeah, he's a boring fighter, too. He may be like Floyd. Heck, he may be both of them. Yeah. All right, so while we're hanging out in boxing – just went and saw Creed 2. Yep. How'd you like it? Dude, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. Since, uh, you didn't even see Creed 1. I didn't know that it, until it, earlier. It didn't matter. No. Nope. It didn't matter with this. I got. I, I need to borrow that now, by the way. Oh, you got it. So. <laughs> I got you. But I, just familiarity out of being just being familiar with Rocky. I think it's the greatest like movie franchise or series or whatever in the movie history. I don't think I can argue with that because I'm, I'm so over Fast and Furious since was, the first one. And I was over <laughs> then too. And Taken, I was over it since the first one. And I don't even know if I've seen Taken 2 or any of the rest of them. I haven't. I think it's just going to be the, pretty much the same thing. That's why I ain't seen it. But the thing about Rocky, with the exception of Creed 1, seen them all like them all. Even, yeah. even Rocky Balboa. It, yes. And it wouldn't... It's one of the worst ones. It's probably the worst one. But I still it's like it. It's or Rocky Five, And I like Rocky Five. I like... With Tommy Gunn? Yeah. Yeah. Where his kid gets on a fight in the playground. Yeah. Gets in a fight. But it has very good character. Like, you buy into the characters. Yeah, Ever yeah, since yeah. Rocky won. And yeah, now yeah. they're doing yeah. it over again with Creed. Mm-hmm. That is genius. And, like, the thing about, if you're unfamiliar with Creed 2, is so in Rocky 4? Yes, it, it's Rocky 4. Yeah, Rocky 3 was Clubber Lane. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I think Rocky 4 is my favorite. It's And that's what's crazy about the favorites. Rocky franchise is the first one isn't the best one. The first one's good, though. That it's Yeah, it was good. I think it's Rocky 3, then Rocky 2 for me. Just for It's got the best moment of the whole series to me. Where Adrian's in that coma, 
from birth. Oh, yeah. And she wakes up. And Rocky ain't worried about no rematch with Apollo Creed or anything. Mm-mm. But she wakes up and she's like, Hey, you yeah. And she's like, I gotta tell you something. Do like, it. So lean close. Yeah. I need you to do something. Do that. When? And he's like, What are we waiting for? Place us! And it starts that, that montage of training. And I'm like, no, I said, boom, boom. Okay. He's capturing a rooster he's been running after. <laughs> okay. It's getting real in Philly. They did that. They did the same thing in Creed 2. You ever seen the, the Rocky where he runs? And he's like, that dude is running a 4 1. Yeah. Well, Creed was looking like he was running a 4 1 tonight. It's a true story. That's not a spoiler alert. He's just running. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you watch a movie like this, you're gonna see the training. Yes, that's a, that's a must in yeah. Rocky. You gotta buy into it. You gotta know how much grit and how much they had into it, and how they had to put family on hold, train. It was like Deontay. You remember? Just to go back there for a second. That was that was one thing that I that I really liked about it, and I guess because it was so different, is he didn't separate himself from his family while training. Yeah. I forgot about that. He's like, I'm doing it different than most people. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like being able to tell my children good morning. Yeah, it's cool. If it works, it, it works. And it works, you got the draw. Yeah. And you knocked him down twice. I think there would have been a rematch anyway if he lost. Shout out to you, Bummer. Huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> but back to, like, the Rocky, man. It's Rocky Four when he went over there Russia to train, and, like, they had that great 80 montage mu- music going. The snowy mountains. Yeah. Up to his calves. Top of the, almost to the knee in snow. Yes. Trying to run and chopping firewood. Getting to training. Drago killed his boy. Yeah, yeah, Apollo. Which is where this movie came from. Yeah. And this is why this movie was so huge. Because, like, Creed went blew right by me. For real? It, It blew right by me. But Creed 2, I was like, oh, Drago's son. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been waiting on Creed 2, man. I'm, okay. I'm waiting on Creed 3. Yeah. And what's, what's tied is like, well, who will pick it up next? I don't know. <laughs> Got spoilers. We'll talk, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> Do a little Rocky review at the end of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Be after Allen's song. Mm-hmm. After the song at the end, after the announcements, we'll do a pre two review. Man, it'd be a little short review. We didn't like going in there with notepads. No, definitely not. Didn't do that. Not not my thing. But we got little details. We did. Did do that. All right. So. Mama sip. Mama sip. Football with the the devil. All right. Moving into college football. So, I know that you have a little built-up animosity towards UAB, but Bill Clark has done a phenomenal job with the football this program. This program was shut down two years ago. Yeah. And now they're, they've are won their conference. Conference USA, they're the champions. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I, I didn't think that they would win yesterday, to be honest with you. I was pulling for them, but I didn't think they They played that same off. team last weekend and got beat, like 28-7. to 7. That's exactly, yeah. 
But they also we, like rested players supposedly for this game. Smart. And so I mean that's that's another thing with saying it's it's hard to beat the same team twice. But when you get cream twenty eight seven, it's pretty easy to get beat twice. It would be yeah. like, you know Alabama playing Louisiana Monroe twice. You know they could play three times, and I think you get the same outcome every time. But I mean if if you were to see an Alabama Georgia rematch to a healthy trouble. Yeah, I think that would be like seeing a brand new Alabama football team. But yes, if it came down to kind of the same way, Georgia, they would, they would do, they would win, I believe. So we got a. But we don't have to worry about that because they are in the teardrop bowl. Who are they playing? They're playing uh, Texas. Yeah. Your team. Yeah. Your other team. That stinks. The Sugar Bowl. Yeah. So you I, should go to it. I've been to a Sugar Bowl. To see Bama. Yeah, I they watch, lost, didn't they? I wouldn't watch them play Oklahoma. They lost. They did. Yeah, they ain't got. They don't have good luck in that place. Mm-mm. That was one of the worst ride home. They had good luck when they played I've LSU, where LSU didn't cross the fifty. <laughs> well, that was one of those playing the same team twice things, though. Yeah. And when two teams are that good and that competitive, the outcome you get on the first, I don't. It's rarely the same the second time. Yes. So they're playing Texas. Well, I would take. I don't Georgia really like on that. Nine and four Texas versus eleven two Georgia. I'm. I would bet on that if I was a better. I would take Georgia. Yes, me too. Because the thing about Texas, with I mean, when's that game? That is uh, New Year's Day. Okay. Well, they have a month. January first. Ellinger, the quarterback for Texas, he hasn't been healthy like a hundred percent in a while. Like, no, he's, he's got plenty he, of time to he's rest. He's missed games. Starting today, and, and a healthy Etlinger—that's that's trouble. Good. So if he's healthy, it'll probably be competitive for three quarters. I'm looking down here. I like this matchup in this bowl. What you got? Kentucky versus Penn State. Who would you take? I don't know, man. That's twelve, num- rank number twelve, Penn State versus rank number fourteen, Kentucky, with the same record of nine and three. I like Kentucky. I hope Kentucky wins, man. I think everybody in the SEC. Be kind of leaning towards, yeah, like go Kentucky, yeah, do so it gets it. basketball season, like, dang it. and then right up there above it, LSU and UCF, LSU, go oh, yes. Tigers, man, yeah, go Tigers. I wish Central Florida still had that quarterback. That's unfortunate, you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is game above it, Mississippi State versus Iowa, both eight and four. I would probably take Iowa, I always have respect for Iowa for some reason, okay, and I have. Tremendous respect for Mississippi State. Best defense. Yeah. Best defense. Best defensive line in the conference, supposedly. I just don't trust the arm of Nikki Fitz. Oh, I see one down here. Missouri versus Oklahoma State. That's going to be a 1,000 points in that game. Yeah, that'll be a shootout. I like Drew Locke, though. Ooh, that's I'm a crazy Missouri. matchup. Michigan and Oregon? Yeah. Michigan State. Defense versus- Michigan State and Oregon. Yeah, that's not as defense, like, you know, the basic type of college yeah. team. Mm-hmm. It's old school Alabama from four or five that's, years that's, ago. That's actually what I was going to say, yeah. And then you got Oregon. Yeah, I like Michigan State on that. I'm going to go Oregon because they're a quarterback. What are the interesting games we got? Florida and Michigan, I feel like I've seen them like 20 times in my life in bowl games. So you gonna go with Dan Mullen or are you gonna go with Harbaugh? I'm gonna go with Dan Mullen. I'm gonna take Harbaugh, but you know I'm a Harbaugh fan. Dan too. I like, I like Michigan. I don't like Dan Mullen, but I think he's a good coach. 
He is. He's a great quarterback coach. And we got my boys right there. That's seven and five Auburn baby. We them boys. You didn't get the Birmingham Bowl like you wanted. I wanted man. the Birmingham Bowl. We should have been six and six. <laughs> so that, Purdue. That Music City Bowl in Nashville. Purdue, the team that beat the brakes off Ohio, Ohio State. Ooh. I know, man. They'd be like. My question is: Is it Auburn gonna treat it like they treated UCF last season and not show up? Probably. All these like unimportant bowls now. All those like seniors or people that are going enter the draft usually don't play. Half of them, or what it seems to be, or the major ones. Like, I'm taking that risk. That was, I'm not playing. That was my thing about when I went and watched Alabama play Oklahoma at the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It didn't look like Alabama even cared. I know. It's like yeah. Whatever. It's not a good teammate to me. The the only thing that, that kind of sucked, but then once again it didn't because I don't really care, is, you know, the Boomer Sooners, the fan, they they started chanting SEC. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah join this conference. Come on. No, I mean, they, you know, they were trashing it because, like, the whole talk that for that game was the fact that it's kind of like this game. Bob Stoops was talking trash about SEC. Yeah, and it was kind of like this game, though, is – so the question with Alabama and Oklahoma is – Oklahoma is going to score, but I don't think that Oklahoma's defense can stop Bama. No. Good luck keeping up with yeah. no defense. Mm-hmm. And Kyler Murray, you gonna, he, he's going to get stopped. Yeah. But they're going to score. And it's, it's probably – I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the over-under was in, like, the 80s. Yeah, I was thinking, like, a 40 to 30 score. I could see that, man. Like Bama, 48. Yeah, I would see like 42, 35, Oklahoma. 45, 35. 48, like, 38. Yeah, but like a ridiculous amount of offense. And so Clemson, Notre Dame, uh, good night, Notre Dame. I'm going for Notre Dame. I'm glad you can. I don't know why, but I I don't like Notre Dame. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why. But it's just like it's yeah. like that Tennessee thing. It's like when I see that color or that logo, it just makes me want to throw up. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't feel like that about a team. I don't know why. I don't know why. I try, man. I've tried. I just mine's more fans. Like if I went to an Iron Bowl and a dude's like in his fifties just like screaming on face, Rosa Rosa I'm like, Yeah. Came here to watch a football game. That's your team. Cool. Yeah, so moving off on to how fans of the sport make other teams unlikable, Notre Dame hasn't done that for me. I don't know where the animosity comes from. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to work through it. It's a rich tradition team. Maybe that's where it comes from, just like your own team. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's because of the NBC contract. They still got that going on? I'm not sure. Not sure on that. They got the sweetest home unis to me. You know what I did not like when they played at Yankee Stadium and they, and this goes back to their tradition thing. Yeah. They did like the Yankee pinstripes. Pinstripes. Yeah. Was not a fan. I didn't see it. I was a fan of LSU's gear though, and what it meant when they played when they played state. Yeah, that's a real throwback, ain't it? Yeah, that was legit. Isn't it? That was legit. But like with teams like Alabama and Notre Dame, there's no throwback because it's been the same. Yeah. Is Auburn that way too? Auburn is that way. That's true. I don't want them to change. I like tradition. I do too. Only with 
certain things. I don't, it, if it holds you back, no. I mean, Oregon's doing it right. Yeah. Their tradition was just to have swag. Daffy Ducks stepping through an O and a helmet. If you need to work on your tradition, work it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, moving on into uh, the time of the year. Hey, we got Home Alone on mute. That's playing in the background right now. And so, Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Because I think mine's Home Alone. It's been pretty much my screensaver this week. If I ain't watching something else, it's like the other thing I'm watching Home Alone. That's a tough question for me. I'm trying to think of a Christmas Yeah, Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa, Die Hard. Mm-mm. It's considered Christmas. That's crazy. Die Hard is considered a Christmas movie. Yeah. But it is. In its own right. I like the National Lampoons, but I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a favorite Christmas vacation. Maybe it's Prancer. Uh, no, it's not that. Maybe it's Christmas Story. I haven't seen that. Not getting nothing out of them, people. Get Maybe it's Reindeer Game, starring Ben Affleck. It's not that. Maybe it's Krampus. <laughs> Ain't that a horror? Yes, I have it. But it's a Christmas horror. <laughs> Christmas horror? I didn't even know that existed. Yes, it's good. We're going to watch it in the upcoming weeks. And we're going to watch uh, The Night Before, which I'm surprised you haven't seen. With Seth Rogen. No, I haven't seen that. It's I funny. Seen, I haven't seen that before. It's funny. Is that like a hangover take? It's just The Night Before Christmas, and they have this tradition. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if it was like a The Night Before, kind of like the, the hangover thing. It's trying to like pick up the pieces of The Night Before. No, it's nothing like that. It's just... The night before Christmas, they always have this tradition. They try to get to the this big party. I forgot what it's called, but you have to find like a ticket. It's just not you can't buy your way in, or you have to find this ticket. It's like Willy Wonka kind of. Okay. It's the like, Nutcracker's Ball. So that's what it's called. Let's step off into the music realm. And so, along with the Christmas time of year, it comes with ninety three three playing nonstop Christmas music. For real? You know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, that started before Thanksgiving. 93, Shame on them. 93, Shame. 93.3 has Shame. been pumping out the jams since like uh, the 23rd of November. <laughs> it's, I don't like it. Yeah. So, the um, first band I want to give a shout out to, this was uh, something that Sid showed me. Duran Jones and the Indications. Oh, yes. And so, the... Some I want you to look up on YouTube, on the YouTubes, is Is It Any Wonder? And so, to give you some kind of a story behind it, once again, from Sid, is the guy that is singing, he is not the front man, that's not Duran Jones, right? So, he's the guy that wrote the song. And so, when they went to the studio to record, they recorded the song with him singing it, then they recorded it with the lead singer singing it, and they was like, oh, brother. No. You singing this one. This is you. This is you. This is you. Is this the only time you ever sung? This is the only song, like, I've, since Sid showed them to me, this is the only song that I've seen him singing on. It's this one. I need to sing more. So, to kind of give you a little bit about Duran Jones and the Indications, is very soulful. Leon Bridges. Yeah, a little bit of R&B feel. Yes. But is it any wonder, it's like, this guy has this really clear and clean falsetto. 
Is it any wonder? That's way better than that. So, I think I nailed it. Okay. Great. I didn't. I'm just playing. So you nailed it. I didn't. <laughs> nailed it. But it's good stuff, for real. And so they have other things out there. And, like, what was crazy was it's been a week ago now. And when he showed me this video, it only had, like, a hundred to two hundred thousand views on YouTube yes. that video and now it has over two point two million and so you're you're gonna catch something that is blowing up right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not gonna be uncommon to probably see them on some of the big lineups for some of the music festivals in the upcoming year. I need to do a little bit more research and figure out where they're from and where they're going and see how close they're gonna be coming to me because I would love to see these guys. You need to catch them quick. Yeah, before they blow up. Duran Jones and Indications. And so, Brother Cobb, what's been good? What have you been listening to? I've been listening to Christmas music, man. Okay. Getting my Elvis on. Great. My Drifters. That was at the beginning. Oh, Elvis, Blue Christmas. Okay. Here comes Santa Claus. That's just how I do it. Don't judge me. I mean, it's Getting in the spirit. Yeah, might as well. Halloween is over. Thanksgiving is done. It's time for... Christmas time and you getting into the Christmas spirit with that cool. yeah I know I listen to Lil Rap Travis Scott Travis Scott Who's Sicko Mode he's a rapper not familiar with him he's straight I don't listen like anything new unless y'all show me I guess I got to the age that was one of the questions like I was bringing up to Sid and we kind of talked about it a little bit it was all my favorite songs are considered classic rock now, and so what does that make me? But once again, man, like I, I try to find new music all the time, and so I'm really excited about going out to the Sunstroke. Yeah. And I'm really excited about these YouTube channels that we've been plugging, that we've been following on YouTube to try to find music. And some of those, if you haven't been listening, it's like NPR Tiny Desk, uh, KEXP, just... They bring in these bands that are really hot right now, and man, it's a good live performance. If you haven't, Austin City Limits. What about uh, Lord Huron? Brother Will tells you about. They straight? Yeah, huge fan. Their song, I think, the the one that everybody would know them by is, I haven't seen the movie, but The Night We Met. That's one of Lord Huron's. It was in one of the Twilight movies. Oh, well, I missed that. And that was that was my first introduction to Lord Huron, but not I haven't seen the Twilight films, but it was on Pandora. Yeah. And I, I heard you. that song and I was like, dude, this song is dope. It's magnificent. And man. so I went on YouTube and looked Lord Huron up and started listening to some more of the tracks and I couldn't get enough. And it's it's kind of that real Americana kind of folk feel. Yes. I can't say it's like Mumford and Sons, it's not that, not that. It's it Mumford and Sons, but more country, like more more Western. Yeah, it has a more Western more vibe to me. Dirty. I, I wouldn't say dirty. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's it's kind of hard to describe. It's like a, a Western Americana. Do they have banjos too? No. Oh. No, that. Not in the songs that I've heard. No. It's mainly like guitar, cello, violin. Oh, cool. Light percussion. Yeah. That's cool. I'm kind of curious to hear them now. Yeah, look them up. I haven't heard them. They're solid. I heard any of it. Story time. Story time from our lives. 
So, unload this story. Yeah, this is the one that comes to the top of my head. It was, I don't know, eight years ago or so. My stepsister in the next town over, she had a house, just a brick house, but she ran a business out of it with a salon and a tanning bed. Yeah. So the girl I was dating <laughs> at the time, she went there, thought about making appointments, but never did. But like, fast forward a year later, we was going down this road that goes by this house, and she's like, whip back around. I'm going to check this, uh, check the prices again. I was like, all right. So we went, whipped up in there, this house. Oh, boy. So we walk in. You know, we didn't knock or anything. This is a business. We walk in. It's like laid out room, room. We get to the living room, and it's just a boy. <laughs> like he's eight years old. Chilling. Chilling with a bowl of cereal, watching cartoons. And she looks at me and says, I don't think she lives here anymore. I was like, get out, get out now. Be quiet, be quiet. We got out. I mean, did it, the kids see you? No. No. See, I just walked up in somebody's house. We walked up in somebody's house, like deep in it. <laughs> in the living like, room. Like went through three rooms to get to the living room. So I don't think she owns this anymore. Yeah, no crap. Get out of here now. Ooh. That was kind of, it may not sound as crazy as it actually was, but it was it was pretty wild to me. You know what that plays in my mind? <laughs> it's like, oh, that'd be a good start for a horror film. Yes. What are you doing in my house? You trying to rob me? Get down. Get on your knees. No, sir. I was here to get a tanning bed appointment. Yes, I didn't know. <laughs> But that's what it was. Little Johnny's eating cereal on the couch. He don't need to see this. Mm Mm-mm. All right, this has been another episode of Porch Talk Cobb. Thanks for sitting in with me once again. No problem. It was fun. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) And so, just to shut things down, as promised, we're going to have a Creed 2 spoiler review at the end of the show. And here are the announcements. So, guys, thanks again for hanging out for the duration of the episode i know we still have the music and the spoilers coming up but guys one thing i did want to ask y'all to do if you haven't done so already is to rate and review the show if you will and also you can find us on facebook and instagram you look up porch talk uh, you'll see the same emblem as you see when you look us up on the uh whatever media you're listening to us on it'll be the the wood background with the black lettering and so you'll know you'll find us there and we do different things. We post different photos to kind of give you a better idea of what we were talking about. And sometimes we'll share some of the music that we've been listening to. Just different things. And it's another way for us to connect with you. On top of that, I have made no mention of it. We set the Patreon account up probably a month or two ago. We haven't advertised it, talked about it at all. That's there. You can find it uh, directly from our Podomatic page. If you find us there, I don't, I'm not sure if it's on the iTunes or on Stitcher or, or Google Play or wherever you're listening, but I'll make that more accessible, and if you're familiar with Patreon, you'll be able to find us there. Once again, it's the same emblem, same logo, uh, and you'll see, you'll see my name attached to it, Alan Aldridge, if you're, you're not familiar with me, but if this is something that you could give a dollar or two a month to, if this is something that you would like to support, that'd be great. 
and that would let us know that we're we're doing a we're doing a good job because I understand that this isn't anything like most podcasts as far as structure or uh, the topics. It's 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 just different. So anyway, on to the music. fire today there ain't no water here or near to come or put me out I find a better way but am I crazy or the wind is gonna blow me down today were you up all night afraid of what the future may bring and I feel fine today I've had dreams of you in places I've not seen before you get so carried away like lovers new to bodies yet to touch you Ain't no getaway Well, you build walls around your heart To try to lock it in Out there. 
worry me, say you worry me, oh you worry me, hey you worry me. Daniel Rayliff and the Night Sweats, you worry me. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. You've been warned. Spoilers. Stop Creed. listening. Creed 2. Creed 2. Creed 2. Stop. Don't blame Stop. us. Stop. All right. Jinx. Well, Creed 2. Good. It's good. Solid. I have to give it a 9 out of 10. I give it a 8.5. Nine, nine strong, man. Nine is strong. This is a strong movie. I wasn't ever bored with this movie. And it's two hours and 15 minutes. And I never was bored. I wasn't either. I bought into the character. I bought into the relationship That's... that he and Bianca had. And I liked yes. that they kind of carried on in the fact that she was deaf. Yes. And I liked the, the music career and how she opened for him at the end. Oh, that was an awesome entrance. His first one was awesome. The entrance in the first Creed were awesome. I like that they do that now. Yeah, it's dope. Yes. I haven't seen Creed one yet. I gotta see that. Yeah. But Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, phenomenal job. Yes, I love Rocky, man. I love a true American hero, regular guy, right? Yes, yes, right. And so his kind of stigma the whole film was, and Creed hit him with that was like smart decisions. When's the last time you made a smart decision? Yeah. And so he had, um, Balboa already had this thing going on where he hadn't talked to his son in years. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Adrian's dead. And at the end of the movie, you see that reconciliation. Yeah. That he went to go make things right and meet his grandson and see his son. Yes. And man, it was like a... Heartwarming. It was heartwarming. It was inspiring. It was a good film. Yes. It's so crazy, though. But it wasn't soft. Mm-mm. No. It's the same formula for every Rocky. Yeah. But I buy into it. Yeah. Every time. And ain't even Rocky. Rocky became Mick, and Creed is Rocky. They're just, this is money-making machine. Mm-hmm. They could do it all over again to me. Yeah. I mean, just roll reversal, and it still works. Yes. There's some good, whoever wrote the script. They're continuing to bring it. And so some of the other elements that I really enjoyed was how they handled, this is a two-fight movie, guys. And so in some of the other Balboa movies, like you remember in the first one, it built up to one fight. Yes, the Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. And then, you the know, in Rocky Two, it was a flashback to that fight. It was preparation. It was the second fight. The first one came to a draw. Yeah. Or, no, it didn't come to Apollo Creed won, but Rocky lasted, what, 12, 15 rounds. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, Rocky lost. He was an underdog. And so Rocky Two started with, like, a flashback of that, and, like, yes. it was a build-up to the rematch. Yes. But as the Rocky story progressed, we began to see, like, Rocky Three with Clubber Lang. Where That's my favorite. At the beginning... Rocky fought Clubber. He was kind of the same Creed two kind of story. He's really Rocky raw. got comfort being a champion. Creed two don't Creed doesn't have that in Creed two. He just became champion. But yes, like the at thing, the but the thing about Wheeler, 
Clubber Lang and Drago in Creed 2 is the fact that they're extremely raw. Yes. And it's just, it's brutality, it's really strong, it's really fast, it's just ridiculous. And, yeah. And that was kind of the Drago thing. And if you haven't seen Rocky Four, you're unfamiliar with Rocky all together. Rocky Four started out with uh, Drago killing Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, which is Creed. Uh, D, Donnie, Adonis. Adonis. Creed. His father, and so this second movie was powerful, and like I said, it, it it drew my interest immediately when they brought that up, and I was like, I wonder how this is going to shape up. Yeah, and I liked that uh, Dolph Lundgren was in there playing Drago again as the dad, the father figure, uh-huh. and he brought his hey. baggage. Yeah, right. The mom did him wrong, and you never saw that the Drago side of the story like when he came to Adrian's restaurant Rocky's restaurant in Creek 2 yes and he sat down and he's like when we fought the nice bitches I lost everything this country turned his back on him I lost my country I lost my wife I lost everything his career and now my son all he knows is fighting looking like Bane yeah that dude was jacked good lord dude I don't I, I think they cheated I think the dude's out of his weight class no heavyweights. Yeah, Victor Drago was a beast. Yes. Big dude. I like where we are with movies now because, I mean, even with Rocky One, it was believable when the hits were being exchanged. You know, seeing the spit fly yes. out of the mouth. It's very dramatized. It's kind of like. They Russia. updated it with the Creed and Creed 2. Like, but then it looked, it felt even more real. And, like, guys, you got to understand it's like we just watched. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder the night before, and then we just went and watched Creed too. And so this was, you know, we had just come off a, a boxing real boxing high and walked into this film and blown away. Yes, great movie. Like, I even like the stuff outside of the boxing part, like mm-hmm. him having the baby. Yeah, getting a hearing test. Oh, Terry. That was because Bianca's deaf and she's a musician. And, like, her thing was when they found out that Bianca was pregnant, was like, what if it's hereditary? And it turned out that it was. And they both cry. And I'm like, it's a very emotional scene. <laughs> Rocky offered really good, hard advice. Yes. Rocky, you gonna love her? What if things ain't okay? You gonna love her? You gonna love her? You gonna love her? I can't think like that. You better start. Yeah. And the training montage mm. out in the desert. Oh, the part where he's like following Rocky in the Mustang running yeah. in the desert. And how and sick was that he... Mustang, brother? Yes. Yes. That was in the first one. How that like how came the, back around. How the bet came out. Yeah. See, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Gotta get caught up. But, but anyway, going with the, that was with emotional, the training, man. With the, with the running behind the Mustang. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, go it's that Rocky montage like before the the I'm end of the tired. movie the fight yeah but he's just running and running and it's, running and look behind Rocky in the Mustang and he falls just give out and guys so, so what was crazy and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of you like out there like this is so as we're watching these movies we're, we're sitting here talking to one another trying to figure out how this thing is going to go and then they say that Drago will only take the fight if it goes to Russia. It was like, oh, is this a Rocky Four? Is this? Is it? Yeah. Are we gonna go to Russia to train? And then, in the way that you know, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa brought it out was, well, you gotta go 
You go out to jail, you if go, you go to hell, you might as well get used to hell or something. And it was like, well, where are, you, where are we? Are we going to Russia? No, he took him out to the desert. Yeah. It was like an Arizona kind of feel. That's what he told him, though, when he got there. Is yeah. That, if you're going to hell, you might as well get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't a punching bag. It was just like tires on a rope. Yeah. Oh, and like to get him ready for the fight, the Victor Drago fight was this like really swole, looked like he just stepped out of a gang, this Mexican type guy. Tats. They, they, like a pit bull. Yeah. That dude was thick. Yeah, he was bad. And so um, Rocky put a tire right in the center of the ring. And he said, these of you put a foot in. And so. Toe to toe. And it was like, they were offered, you know, the like the face shields. And it was like, I don't want that. And then, you know, Creed's like, I don't want it either. And then so that was the whole thing about the the previous fight that he got DQ'd on. Yeah. Was that the rib shots took him out because it came to a point to where he couldn't breathe. And so you need to learn to stand in there toe-to-toe, keep your foot inside that tire. And that was a really cool training experience. And it was yeah. just fun to see on film. I know. God, this may be so good. Yeah, I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, it's one of the movies where I wouldn't mind going and seeing it again. It's like Strangers 2. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a rarity. Yeah. It's like, I'd pay to go see it again in theaters because it was, it, was it was a good ride. Yes. I know I'm going to buy it when it comes out. Yeah. I know I buy, I buy movies like you buy CDs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why don't you get it digital? Like, I, I want to hold it in my hand. Yeah. I'm sorry. Same way, dude. It's like, oh, you can download it on Amazon or I'm iTunes. Download it after I buy it. Yeah. And hold it in my hand. Yeah. I want it in my hand. What about the ending? What do you think about the main event of Cree 2? Love the entrance. Like, yes. like we were talking about. And Mom shows back up. Yeah. And, I mean, we were really playing into that. Because that guys throughout the film, they really I played like that into that Rocky I like that it's the enemy four. and you give, like... It's that Rocky sim- Four. It was like anybody who has been following Rocky, it was like right when you saw Drago and not the fighter, it was his dad. You had this imminent hate, hatred towards him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like right when I saw him, I was like gritting my teeth. Andrew says something interesting at the beginning when it was showing like Victor Drago. He always has interesting like, input on things. It's like, it's like Rocky One, but it's Ivan. Yeah. And uh, Creed is Apollo. I was like, that is true. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's good to see a movie with Andrew, man. He's, he's outside of the box. Yeah. Yeah. He's outside of the box. But I, I, I cared about Victor and his dad for the mom part. Yeah, they, they did do a good job of kind of developing that. And then, like, you know, the only thing at the end where I didn't understand... And, but yeah. it kind of made sense because it was kind of the way that Rocky Four followed up was them walking out. And then, like, you kind of saw Victor's dad. He was like, do I? Yeah, I'm going to throw in the towel. You know what I mean? It was like char- so, that was character development. Because yeah, that scene that's what Rocky the, wanted to do to save Creed's dad's life. Yeah. Then It came full circle. Yeah. Ivan's like, my boy's getting beat. I mean, He's not going to quit. I love him. Mm-hmm. And it, because it, it was that scene back in Adrian's restaurant, at Rocky's restaurant, yeah, where they were talking, and it came back to that because he was talking. He was like, "Well, when we fought," and he's like, "I'm not here to talk about that." Was that was a century ago? Yeah, that was a millennium ago. 
And he was like, anyway, I lost my country. I lost my wife. family. I lost my wife. Career. Career, everything. And then you see it come full circle, character development. Because what my thought was in that restaurant, especially when I saw Victor, the son, walk in. Yeah. I was like, are they about to beat the hell out of Rocky? <laughs> I was like, this is about to I would have hated out. that, man. I was like... That's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, I would have hated it. I'm like, oh, that's too far. And so, like, you you saw that, that building, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then, like, to see him throw the towel at the end, I was like, the character fully developed. He finally sees what's important. He sees through it's his like, blind ambition and his pride. He's like, yeah, the same situation Rocky was in and did it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is, yeah. And, and then Ro- and Rocky showed it. They immediately showed Rocky after that, and he was kind of walking around. Yeah. What about one of those last camera shots where the camera pans back? Rocky puts his little fedora hat on. It's a shout out to Mickey. Uh, yeah, this is a little shout out to Mickey. We put his fedora on, then it pans back further from Rocky, then it shows his jacket. Creed. Creed. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. That was dope. I'm like, this new franchise, that is crazy to me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope as dope that, you ever how, how old is Rocky one? Dude. This is going to go forever. Yeah. They're going to have Amori. <laughs> Amora. Amora. Yeah. Hello. 1976. Wow. 1976, man. It's 40, 1976. 1976. 42 years, man. But what's crazy 76. is, like, dude, I was born in 1990, and it feels like I grew up on them films. I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that's one of them weird things, dude. That is crazy. 42 years. And it's going to go probably at least 15 more, I bet. At least. God would like to send all of you off with... Porch talk in this piece. Hey, guys. Cool. Big ups, huh? Okay. See you later. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.